Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Three Devs and a Maybe, the web development podcast. Um, I am here joined currently by Edman. Hello. And Lewis Keynes. Good evening, sir. Unfortunately, Michael's not with us. He was about five minutes ago, but he's yep, just had to rush much. off. As uh, Yeah, as as he's described before, not described, as he's mentioned before, his wife is very close to giving birth. And uh, yeah, they've, uh, well, I don't know if they've gone to give birth, but you know. Word, got- word on the street is she was so excited about our show tonight and uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it was Lewis's you know, new haircut kind is, of, yeah, uh, Lewis, yeah your haircut made if, it all if the there, if there is a web podcast out there that can put women uh, women women into labour then this will have to be it it certainly oh, is oh that's our slogan that is officially the slogan and we is that going on a t- that's going on another t-shirt it should do, yeah. It's probably because she came in and saw us on video as well that she got a bit excited. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. It went know. down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Say, all, all, our podcasts, all our podcasts seem to start now with pregnancy and babies. And Naked Michael as well. And Naked Mike, yeah, that kind of is goes with the yeah. part. Yeah, past yeah the we literally, about two minutes ago, we just tweeted a picture of, of Naked Michael, but that was oh, before we realised he was going to be leaving. Um, so if anyone really wants to see what Naked Michael was looking like this evening, you can you can get on there. But unfortunately, he's not going to be uh, on the podcast with us today. Oh, dear. Absolutely. Rather, um, rather seductive leaning over shot as well there. It really is, yeah. You can see right down his chest. And uh, I don't know what's going on with me in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, Ed's looking bored. <laughs> <laughs> right so i guess we should probably uh go around and find out how everyone's week's been so uh we'll start off because you're on my left there ed on my my sky view so we'll start off with you how's how's your week been it's been great man yeah um great episode last week by the way guys sorry about that that was kind of a bit of a random one trains and whatnot relying on train services is always good um and now you guys you not do love trains. i do love trains that that was a definite thing thanks lou thanks for that um <laughs> anyone out there ed is a passionate train connoisseur and a Trekkie. And a Trekkie. Oh, that was great. That was <laughs> oh, another yeah. thing out of this podcast. Yeah, so I did send a tweet out last week, but well, probably a couple of weeks ago when it actually kind of was recorded. But yeah, so if you ever, just don't ever miss an episode of Three Devs and a Maybe if you're a host, because you will become a Trekkie and simply Ed or something. There was or a, a yeah, very, that's, that's very the thing. I thought, yeah, I thought Michael pulled that off really, really yeah, well. well you I believed we him. Up, you were yeah, believing we him. That's the like, thing. We met up with Michael at the weekend. I was like... I didn't actually know that Ed from the track. He oh. didn't know he'd been to all these conventions. He's like, no, he hasn't. It was just, I yeah. was in the middle of London walking uh, in the morning. And I was like, no, no, no. And yeah. Oh, dear. But no, I was it's been... thinking, I can see it. I can definitely see it. <laughs> but it's been, no, it's been a great week, a uh, busy week. But um, I've got a couple of picks this week as well. I've kind of prepared. So I'm looking forward Fantastic. to it. Fantastic. Well, do you want to go into those now? Or you... No, actually, we'll, tell... we'll find out how Lewis has been and then we'll come back to your picks. Yeah? Lewis with the new haircut. Lewis has good. got how's a your beautiful week been, new haircut. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my my week's my week's flying by again. I'm very very busy with one, two, three, four. Well, five five bits on the go. Three well, you of have which to use are... your hands and then your feet as well. You know, you've got quite a lot of work on. I thought you were going to say your dodgy hands or feet. If you oh, have to no, do that, no, to count you've got to use your hands and feet to count. Ooh. You know, you know, you've got enough work on. Yeah, um, I am. Yeah, got five things on the go at the moment. Three, two of which are reskins and reskins in, aren't. In quote, you mean in quote reskin? Yeah. Or, or is it a WordPress theme reskin, or is it no, a reskin? No, no, is this, in is, this is uh, an old, old design. 
an old code remaking page. Ah. With and with your with your reskins, how do you go about that? Do you do you start again from scratch, or do you basically take the current style sheet and then change the style, or kind of use that as a base and build on top of that? And just well, do those selectors with importance everywhere. I, yeah, I oh, little... the important, important. <laughs> you just before I sure. do either of those things, I have a little cry first. Yeah, couple, like, couple uh, of tears. It all depends. Yeah, I find it to be honest. I find it easier to strip the whole thing out and start building it again. I yeah. just literally copy the, all the file into another page and then start making it again, and then bring back in the bits and bobs that right. I need, rather than rather than trying to work to hack around with everything that's there. Yeah. It's one of those things which looks like it sounds easier to do it that yes. way, like beforehand. But then you spent hours doing it, as you say. You're better off just starting again. Yeah, actually, there's two different ways because there've been two different types of reskin. One one is just like literally just remaking some HTML pages. And then the other one is um, is this data room thing that my company does. I've had to like hack around with the whole structure of that as well. But but uh, yeah, so with that particular one, because it's such a big code base, and I didn't make it, uh, I've I've just literally been building on top of it because I've been worried to change like yep. individual bits of the code. Because is that in ye? Yes, <laughs> ye ye is ye ye. So yeah, two different very two two very different styles. Yeah, one where I where I didn't touch the code base, and the other one where it, where I just yeah rewrite from scratch. That's my right. main. Why? What? How do you do it? Uh, it's a similar thing. It always depends on the project. And I the, hate the word reskin. Yeah, it kind of it sounds like it's going to be such an easy project. Yeah, when someone comes not. to you and says, "Oh, can you reskin this?" You think, "Oh, it's mm. fine. Just messing around with CSS." Um, and then yeah, I had to, I had to reskin a, an online store, and it was built on. Not OpenCart. This was a few years ago. It wasn't OpenCart. It was one of these open open source. ZenCart? Nah. It was built on. I think it was built on Drupal. Ooh. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember anyway. But it was. It was one of these things. Oh, can you just can you just like do some different style into this? <laughs> it was like the worst, like most un enjoyable enjoyable thing. Like the you yeah, make the most... up awesome words on this podcast. I'm gonna cut yeah. out like at enjoyable. the end of the year. I'm gonna have this. This is just have like a little compilation. Yeah. yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. It was anyway. It was a horrible, horrible task and. uh yeah, I got there in the end, but it it was literally just I don't want to say hacking, but it was hacking the CSS well, more it than is, anything though, else, isn't it? Because like I mean, it is. It's not a reskin yeah. then. It's 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 a new implementation based yep. on you know like the idea is based on kind of in certain bits maybe aspects of it, but they're not. Yeah, it's not. You just... can't you can't get away from the hacking element though, can you? Not at all. Like, no, not if you're reskinning in quotes. This is you know, the, the first time. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but this is the first time where I've written. An actual coded apology commented out at the top of a CSS <laughs> really? file that I've worked <laughs> You're such on. Such a nice guy. Just oh dear, it's 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 awful, but it had to be done that way to get it to work. How many importance did you? As in, did you yeah. search how many importance? Explanation you mark important in yeah. your oh, all over so the place. Control C oh. in everywhere. As you, as, find... you, as you guys know, when you're up against a deadline as well, and you just have to get to the well, to this the... is yeah. that's agency work, isn't it? As well, you know, you've got yeah. to ship it out the door, and then that's all. Unfor- I always find with the importance, obviously, is that once you start, then you don't stop because yeah. everything that's... needs a little as, bit. They, yeah. they as soon as the first one goes in, it's all downhill yeah. from there. Yeah. Like we don't want to use classes, the high, you know, the priorities and stuff. No, yep. let's just whack an important on there because yeah. Oh, brilliant, dear, dear, dear. But but other than that, though, Lou, all right with work and stuff. I, I, yeah, actually, guess what I did today for the first time? Dun, dun, dun. I used an interface. Hey. I've been messing around. Been, yeah. I've been trying to, trying to bring in some of these, some of these new PHP bits and, and stuff. So I thought, yeah, well, I'm going to, I don't care how I do it. I'm going to get an, an interface into something that you're I'm gonna, doing. You're going to work it in there. It's like today yeah. is going to have that. Yeah. So basically this, 
it's a project that I'm working on for myself at the moment. It's not actually part as a as a live work project, but oh, these is the um, Dropbox. Yeah, this to do with that this um, this data room thing that I'm, I'm basically making my own version with uh, based on kind of the feedback. That, are you drinking beer, Fraser? No, this is just water. Oh, it looked like a can head. of red stripe. Sorry. No, it's a sport. Yeah, my, my <laughs> a bottle of red water stripe. bottle. Sorry, yeah. how easily distracted I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've I've been just been working around because because I'm I'm been learning. Did you hear? I'm did I, last week. I said I'm back into Laravel quite heavily. So yep. uh, I've been working a lot on. Um, like the abstraction kind of things and dependency injection and things like that. And I thought, right, today I'm going to use an interface. And first of all, yeah, first of all, I had to like figure out, right, where exactly am I going to use it? But then I thought, well, yeah, the idea of, of what I'm going to use for like the remote storage is probably a good idea for that. So you may have Dropbox. different implementations of the same Absolutely, thing. Yeah. So yeah, so that was cool. So yeah, there's an interface now involved in my work. So nice. Awesome. You know? Yeah. It's very yeah. cool. It's not not that exciting, but you know, it's it's well, always you know, good. It's to... fun just to well, it's fun actually to put these things in practice, isn't it? You know, it's it's hearing them and then actually using them in practice and kind of getting just the... moving along with the times in PHP, but also understanding why why I use them. I've been doing a lot of heavy PHP research the last couple of weeks into some of these more um, more in depth things like oh, uh, things. traits and yeah, things that you know for I haven't ever really needed to use in projects before, but obviously um, you know everyone's kind of using them now, so get stuck in with those so well it's a great thing because um I, I think i showed you that um what is it called fly system oh fly, fly php something like that fly, yeah fly system i think it's called fly system that's yeah. it yeah, fly that. system and it was it's amazing like what it is i'll put it i'll just quickly put it in the uh, skype so you lot can check it out um, it's, a, it's a package that basically supports yeah and it abstracts like that, out it? by this interface you know so you conform to this interface and you're able then to access these data stores such as SFTP, yeah. FTP, if you're still there, Dropbox, S3, blah, blah, blah. And so all these things, you're able to use the same interface and just really build it up like that. The penny um, really dropped on, on why, you, why you would use interfaces while I was doing this now, actually, because it's obviously, if you code using an interface, you code, you're more or less likely to break it because it's going to t- actually like the debugging. If it, well, this is it, yeah, because you have to conform. It's almost like because it's a contract. So what you're saying there is, look, yeah. if you want to be one of me, if, if I'm going to use you, I require that you... And the nice thing is, is with um, well with actual type languages like Java, you know, also when you compile it, it will check to make sure. But with PHP, you can do stuff like type hinting. So you mm-hmm. can pass in and you used to say, yeah. look, you have to be of this type of interface or this type of class. And then you get that kind of assurance, as you say, look, you know, that... It's same with these adapters, you know, saying like, look, you know, if you want to use me or Dropbox or FTP, you have to comply with this, you know, interface that I use and I can call these methods on you and stuff. And though you don't get the type checking and the type returns and stuff in PHP, you still get the actual name so you can know that. So, no, good on you, man. Yeah. It's awesome, yeah, isn't it's it? Cool. It's, it's, it's cool just to have a... It's an exciting project. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm, just I'm just learning new stuff as well. Like learning new stuff is, is just... It's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm I'm it, trying to learn unit testing as well at the moment, and yeah, I, I I still haven't got to the point where I've seen it. At, I'm still at the theory point of that. I haven't actually seen any real working examples of it being yeah. used in the project, and that's usually when the penny drops for me with certain things. So, uh, are you are you using Laravel for this project? For the for the date room thing that I'm yeah. making. Yeah. Right. So the, I'll tell you one thing that would be really cool for you. Um, if you so unit test wise and stuff. One of the things I found that I first started to do it for was functional tests. Yeah. And like, it's kind of a black box thing where you kind of say like, so stuff like, um, you're able to run, say, your actual application through like a fake browser, it will be 
but actually it's just all in php so it's quite quick compared to actually loading up like selenium and stuff and you can say stuff like you know when i post this form you know it will return an error saying please input your password and stuff if you start building up those type of things which you can do yeah. that quite nice because um laravel uses the symphony uh browser kit and stuff like that and you automate these tests and and I found with test testing, you know, it does take a, a while, you know, because if you're going to do tests, you know, you're, you're going to write these specs and you're going to write these edge cases. But if you think about it, how many times you're going to hit that bit of code automatically now when you run the unit tests instead of having to auto <laughs> manually test it? Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, manually yeah. test stuff. You know, it's like you know, you think about it. Like when you go for the deployment, you want to be able to run these tests because that's what you do, like a CI server or Jenkins and stuff, and say, look, yeah, the test pass. I at least have confidence. So you're not hundred percent certain that this code's not going to break because you can never be that certain. But you can say, I've got confidence in the fact that it's hit. It's you know, all these kind of edge case, all these kind of uh, code, you know, places in the code. It's actually you know hit. Or, or sorry that i have in the code it's here and it has you know passed what i expected it to do at that time so no it's yeah. quite cool i get the feeling there's there's very much two sides to it there's the actual learning the technical side of it and then there's the actual skill of applying it the practical so i tell you what the practical writing, thing writing tests that are yeah, actually going to be important uh, rather than yeah i've i've definitely kind of um opened my eyes now when i work with this new job about like doing testing and how to do it um there's so many different styles and verbosity like there's one thing now that i've I've I was with like OOS and stuff. I was very kind of put a lot into a function, but now I've kind of been able to the idea of separating things out and just using private functions a lot mm-hmm. and giving verbosity in that because like um, one of the things I actually learned was really like if you have to comment a bit of your code, actually that's a bit of a code smell because really you should strap that out into a known function or something because it's doing too much. Like, the, right. you know, the name of the function. And I was thinking, I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. But then actually looking at it and looking at how people actually were able to abstract this stuff out, I was like, that makes a lot more sense. And one of the things definitely with unit tests is to not be scared of using private functions. Use private functions like crazy. If you if it, if it makes like, if you have one test, but then you abstract them out to a couple of things, you know, but actually have context for, because the idea of a unit test really is, or, or a test in general, you should read like English. You should be able to read it out. And, you know, that, that kind of gives self-documentation on it. Yeah, have you uh, dabbled in it, Fraser, at all? Not at all, no. Um, it's something that's kind of, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've not even come as far along as, as you have in thinking about it, to be honest, just because obviously the environment I'm working in and the, the priorities of getting stuff out the door and, and working, uh, I don't know, rather than perfecting everything. So I think it's it's something that I do want to learn, um, but when I'm going to learn it, I'm, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Yeah, and your company are obviously hot on it then, Ed. All your stuff. Uh, well, because it's because it's one product, and because it's not a, you know, I mean, this is the thing with it being one product, and yeah, you know, you've you've got that code base for a long time. I think that the thing that with agency work and the thing with different thing products is, if you write a bit of code and it's for one product, you're going to have that code for years to come. Mm. Yeah. So you want to make sure you know tech debt and all this stuff. So it's it's quite a uh, cost to the company for it yeah. to be you know around. Um, but if it's an agency work, you're shipping stuff out the door and you probably never want to see it again. And that is kind of a good thing because it means actually then that you don't get legacy in a sense. It's kind of weird because you don't get legacy in the sense that you can go back and say, well, well not go back, sorry, but you can say, like, oh, now we're using Laravel. We don't use CodeNight anymore. Now, if you had a big product, though, that you put a lot of man hours in that was CodeIgniter, you'd still have to use CodeIgniter until yep. you migrated it. But in the, in, in the agency world, you'd be like, oh, no, now we use, you know, for this it's, bit, yeah. we can use that. Yep. So there's there's benefits. There's like swings and roundabouts on which way is the best way to go. Yep. Well, no, not best way to go, but, you know, what, you know, like what the pros and cons are both. But I think 
Yeah, I think unit test. I think testing. I think it's just it makes sense. Like in the sense of, um, I mean, one thing actually. Sorry, I keep rambling here, but Not on GitHub and stuff, it's quite cool that um, making a product uh, project with a couple of mates and just writing codes. And um, there was one that the thing we do at this job now is also also is like uh, pull requests. So every feature has a pull request, and then uh, people in the team are meant to comment on that. You know, on your code. Which can seem quite daunting because you know they comment on your code and you know. I'm sure I take it you're, you because you're the new guy, you're just being nice to everyone. <laughs> oh, I, I honestly, I mean, I haven't done any of that yet. Properly, just go um, steaming in there. That is the yeah. worst piece of uh, I've oh, ever seen. No, I, 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 I think they're doing that to me, and I love it because you just have to kind of bite your tongue. But guess the only way of learning is by you know being wrong. You know, yep. I think that's the yeah. great thing. And um, but yeah, I, I really would like actually. I'm just wondering, like, with all of us, like maybe getting a Git repo set up and we just play around with some code and yeah, we were going to do that a while back weren't we yeah I but I, I mean like even though you just spend probably what half hour every week just committing some stuff you know even yep. just throughout the week and we just do git commits we do we play around with version control properly we get yep. like using pull requests and stuff and really it's just kind of trial and error the code doesn't really matter as long as it's just we're trying to get through the process just yeah, actually working on getting a get, getting a team kind of environment, yeah. Because I've I've only ever used it on my own for my own stuff. I've never worked in, worked on a project with get with other people. And, yeah, I, and exactly this is, I think here. the nice thing here will be like if it's not just a, it wouldn't be a project like that we have to take seriously. It would just be something that we can just play around with, and then you know yeah. kind of and then you like you need to, you know stuff like that. So, but yeah. I cool. completely forgot where we're at. That was a massive. That's right. well, how was your week going, Fraser? What have you been up to? It's been all right, thank you. Um, obviously, met up with you guys on the weekend for for Michael's kind of pre-baby having bit of a boozy lunch, and uh, yeah, that that was good. The crack. baby didn't um, have a boozy lunch. We did. No, the baby, the baby didn't have a boozy, no. boozy lunch. But didn't uh, wet think... the baby's head. I still no, think that's the worst saying ever. That is a saying. I know. Though, like... I know. I just thought, oh, because have you heard of that before, Lewis? Yeah, I don't think of it as yeah. a saying. I think of it as an excuse. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's like tradition. Like, yeah, if someone has a kid, then you need to go out and get drunk. <laughs> it's fairly standard. Um, yeah, some of those guys day. had a bit of a, a boozy one at the weekend, and this week I have been working with Angular quite a little bit. Oh, how's um, it going? How's it going? And it's is good. Angular I'm, I'm really enjoying it. The team or, uh... <laughs> oh. Sorry. That was a joke before anyone slammed me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you remember a couple of months back before I went away, I kind of started a project in Angular. And then I got like three or four days into it and then left to, to go off on, on, on my trip and then came back and then another, one of the other developers had kind of taken it over and he developed it quite, a, quite a long way. So it's, it's in a, a really good state to be honest. He's done it. He's done, you know, it's good. Yeah. Okay. So they're all like, just, just for listening's sake, they're all giving me the, the thumbs up and the, all the thumbs down kind of question mark trying to get me, trying to get some, uh, some, some venom out of me. But, but no, it, he's, he's, no, he's done a, a really, really good job of it, but it's, it's been kind of tough for me because, my only exposure to Angular previously was these three or four days when I was actually setting the project up, project up in the first place. So, so it was a like load very, of time then, three or four days. Yeah, Angular. loads of time. Yeah. yeah, so it was all very early stages. So he's worked on this like solidly nonstop for about two months. So he's like, and he'd never touched Angular before either. So he's like, he's now two months ahead in his development of Angular. Um, so I had to jump into his two month deep swimming pool and try and work out what was going on because he's away on holiday for a couple of weeks now so there's a few, oh, a no. few so you yeah a few features so it's taken me it's taken me three days to basically there's a few bugs we've we've built like a, a kind of a, a slimmed down WYSIWYG and stuff because it's the, the project is 
it's kind of, do you know how like Vista print you can go on and you can put, you can say, I want business cards that are this and I want it to have this text in this color and this, this font and stuff. What are the, the project is something similar to that, but not with like business cards and stuff. It's, it's kind of like a, yeah. So it's, it's, it's like t-shirts where you can buy them online. It could be t-shirts. It's not t-shirts, but it would, it could easily be transferred to t-shirts. Three desert um, maybe t-shirt store is open. What's the, what's the URL for that guy? I, oh, I think it's three desert maybe, uh, dot spreadsheet. Spread no, spreadshirt. Spreadsheet. Why is, yeah, spreadsheet. Spreadsheet. Spreadshirt. Yeah, spreadshirt. We need, I need to, I, well, I, I need to do, I need to do a redirect or something on a, um, domain of ours. So we can just do shop dot three devs and a maybe or something. Perfect. Sounds good. Sorry. You carry on. I completely. Yeah, yeah no, no, that's fine. That. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So oh, this thing that, that we're making, we've, we've built this kind of this slim down WYSIWYG and, uh, he's, he's developed that up and it's, it's really, really good, but it's been kind of hard for me getting in. Can to, I open source it? Uh, I don't think so. No, because oh, it's yeah, it's, it's going out of uh, Pretty much, yeah. Not well, well not um, me. No. What the other yeah, guy Stephen did. did? Yeah, oh, Stefan okay. did. What sort <laughs> of um? What did he use for that? Did he use as an, as an iframe or a content editable div or something like that? Or a content editable div? It's it's really good. Like there's a lot of JavaScript commands that actually do a lot of the heavy heavy lifting for you. To be honest, like your selections you can you can get the four color and you can get the font and stuff and it's all built into javascript anyway so the the actual selection and the the applying of i'm trying of to are they That's are they cool. still the wait i'm trying to wondering if they're still the functions that they were when i looked it up a little while back or whether they've actually bought something something newer out that, that does it i can't remember no what i they... think they're i think they're the the, the old because some of the documentation i was looking at was like 2002 2003 What's, yeah. the, what's like the fallback on that? Do you have you, or have you got like saying IE nine plus or something? Uh, we're doing IE eight plus, um, and we've tested it in IE eight, and surprisingly, it works. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. There was a couple of a couple of niggling things, like um, for instance, I was saying about four color and font color and stuff. IE doesn't recognize font color, whereas Chrome and Firefox um, and Safari, I believe, do recognize. So decent browsers do font color, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so to get it to work in in IE, you have to use four color rather than font color. So that was a bit of a that was one of the one of the bugs that we had to work out. And there was a few a few little bugs. So it was kind of me in three days trying to trying to get up to speed with what he's done in two months, and I'm st- I still haven't got a clue what most of it, how most of it works. But it certainly gave me a, a bit of an insight. So I've been writing my own directives and stuff now as well. So that's really good. And uh, a, a pick i might as well say the pick now it's related to to something that I, I mentioned a few weeks back or a couple of months back um this guy dan wallin or wallin or something he's done a, a really really good like 60 minutes intro to to angular and that's what i first looked at when i was when i was getting into it um and it's just a real, real eye opener. Like I went from having no knowledge of Angular whatsoever to learn it, or not to learn it, but to having enough to to get going on this project. Um, and then all the time that I've been doing this stuff for the last three days, where I've been kind of thinking, hang on, I'm a bit out of my depth here. I've been going through his. He's got loads of documentation on there as well, and uh, and it's, it's it's the way he writes is really, really good. And it's, I just find it really easy to understand the way he teaches. Um, and he's actually got to get the link for that. Yeah, that, yeah, it's that, good. He's got awesome. like a. He's got a full-on Angular course because, from what I can work out, he's like one Angular of the best Angular developers in. The, yeah, he's, he's Angular dude on the internet. Um, but he's got like a, a full course, like from from nothing, from like zero to hero on Angular. Oh, that's awesome! And it's like it's like forty dollars or something. So I think I'm going to splash yeah, out for that. Oh yeah, that's a good. It, just, it just looks phenomenal. Ed, is Angular the one you recommended to me? Yeah, everyone seems to be doing Angular. 
Like, yeah, that's I, yeah. I have no. I, I, to, I coming to me for like uh, front end frameworks. I really have limited knowledge. Like I played a bit with Ember a little bit. Backbone yep. back in like a couple of years ago. I did, but no professional like work on any of them really. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of I jumped to Angular just because I went to Stack Overflow. It was I was kind of tossing up between Ember and Angular. Um, so Overflow, and there's like three times the amount of questions asked and answered for for uh, Angular than there is for Ember. So for me, it was a bit of a no-brainer, like coming that's to a, something. That's a really new. good like heuristic to work out on, like what you know to actually use because it, I suppose you've got the there's a kind of double issue there. One, either that's more popular, or two, it's worse. it's impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think actually, as yeah. you say, it's well, more, if it's got more of a community behind it, then you yeah. know that's kind of how things win out sometimes because it may oh, not really be the best is, yeah. or anything but if you can ask a question and you're going to get an answer why you know what's the point in using something that's mysterious and kind of not used yeah mm. too right that's yeah because awesome. the last thing you want to do is kind of get your hands dirty with something that if you do hit a hurdle then well, this is it. You're, you're, kind of you. you're, you're in there by yourself that's yeah it. Uh, yeah, no. and that's the great thing about web development because everyone's so happy to chat and, and discuss everything. So yeah, kind of I I jumped two feet into into the deeper pool of of community anyway. Absolutely, sir. Perfect. So you were saying you've got some uh, some hot picks there, Ed? I do, I do. Um, I have quite a few actually, so I'll, I'll go through them quite quickly. So yeah, my first pick is it's I've just put it in the uh, in the show in the uh, chat log is it's this it's speed in software development. Uh, it's really interesting post. It's quite long, but it's quite interesting to talk about. And it talks about like uh, how like an IT company should ha- deal with software development and how they should think about it. Um, it's a really interesting read, and it kind of just opens your eyes up to like different types of things. You know, like you know, they, they have this really funny thing called uh, Orange Fridays, where every Friday um, you just you don't do like proper work. We don't do like work work. You do like. Um, ideas you know kind of like google do their like uh, 20% is kind of experimentation and stuff yep um and they go for this idea of you know you have your marathons and then you have your sprints and stuff where you're working non you know kind of extreme for a sprint and then you'll have like a couple of months of working in a marathon pace where it's a little less extreme because really working it in fast fight you know like trying to churn out features all the time it's just not yep. possible it isn't possible. Like you're not going to produce good code. So working, you know, in this kind of idea is it, this way is really quite an interesting kind of concept. So that's that's a, that's one of the ones. Um, another one is Stack PHP, and I've been talking to one of the guys behind it, um, and he hopefully will come on the podcast in a couple of weeks. It'd be quite cool. Um, and the idea behind this is quite simple, really. It it, it kind of takes the idea of uh, rack and whiskey. Um, more rack actually in whiskey and the idea there is that it, it kind of provides an interface like the, the way that php works at the moment is with this single sappy and that's called a server api and you know how we get like the globals of like get and post and all that stuff with like rack and ruby ruby isn't really a, la- a language that's actually made for the web neither is uh, python so what they do is they interface through the web kind of request and response cycle using uh, this kind of common interface uh, and what this is trying to do is kind of implement that in PHP world with the kind of taking uh, taking what uh, Symfony 2 has done with the HTTP interface and using that and kind of providing this idea of being able to compose like uh, applications through, yeah, through this, through this idea of a stack where you have middlewares, which is also around in like the node stuff. And you can like say like, you know, I want this application now to have sessions and you can kind of compose it inside of it and it will call that and then call the application and it's an interesting like idea and I, I think it really hopefully fingers crossed will take take like um 
kind of take off because Laravel and stuff use um, the you know the Symphony two kind of interface. I mean that's the trouble trying to get one interface that everyone wants to abide by. But no, that's quite a cool one. And um, another one I've got is um, I remember Lou. Did you say you you listened to the Loosely Couple podcast a couple yeah, of weeks ago? Yeah, I listened to a few of those. Yeah, really like good. one of the guys from that. He had a, uh, a really interesting. It's a shame that Mickey isn't here because um, a, a blog post on avoiding burnout. Um, <laughs> awesome. okay. Short white Yeah, that is his. It's an awesome handle, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting <laughs> read. That um, it's descriptive, isn't it? I suppose you know. Yeah. And finally, yeah. um, I haven't got the link for this, but I recently, like a couple of weeks ago, I was able to go to um, Bletchley Park and um, go and see what like, Alan Turing, you know, like the Enigma Machine and broke oh, the Enigma cool. Machine stuff. Um, I really was interested in it. It's really cool. We definitely all should do a three devs meet up for it or something. That would be sweet. Sometime. Um, and I was trying to get my head around the Enigma machine and I, my dad's intellectronics was trying to teach me that kind of side and I still couldn't grasp it. So I ended up going home and writing it in PHP, which made a lot more sense to me. So I'll put that in the show notes and I just wrote a code breaking machine. Actually, this is a cypher. So this, this actually just encrypts the machine. Okay. Uh, encrypts the text and it's really interesting how it works but OO is a really cool concept for it because like this um, the idea of OO is you're able to kind of you know um, more kind of design well take concepts that are in the real world and then actually put them into code and yep. OO is really interesting for this kind of example where it's got a hardware machine but then you're able to express it in code in these object form and yep. kind of ex- yeah it's a really interesting one so that is my last pick so Lou have you got any picks? I've I've got two actually. I should check over my one one little thing I like quite like doing these days is putting my little tips on Twitter. Occasionally I find good ones, um, and sometimes they're should, probably should, rubbish. You know, we should you should kind of like correlate them. Well, correlate. I mean, what's the word to co cohort though? What's the one where you <laughs> abrogate them or something each week? And yeah, I know what you mean. I just can't think of the word either. But the first the first thing that I've that I found last week, which um, I do I do maybe you heard this or not, Fraser is using the HTML5 download attribute. On a on an A tag when it's a file, if it's a link to a file, okay. As well as in the um in the href tags, if you put exactly the same thing in download tags, and it forces a download. Oh, that's, that's awesome. interesting! I had no idea about that. Tag. Yeah, that's well really cool. Yeah, because we used to have to do stuff in the HTAccess access file yeah, to, to handle that kind of thing. We used to have to thing. force the headers and stuff. Well, and the the headers all sorts. Yeah. Whereas this, I mean, this just does it. So, and you can uh, and you can also put the naming, can't you? There as well. You can mm-hmm. say what the file. I mean, that's just awesome. That's really yeah. cool. It's a shame yeah, it's HDR5 only. So you're always like, this is awesome, but then when can I use it? And it's yeah, Not really, yeah, because then you can just completely ignore IE9 and below. Like Plus it yeah. one. Exist. Plus one to that. Yeah. Goodbye. Um, starts, exist, yeah, if everyone starts writing everything in HTML5 well, like, only, then... That uh, is yeah. it, isn't it? You're going to force their hand. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think you make a valid point there. You're like, like bully them out of the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you don't deserve <laughs> the internet anymore. Hmm. Yeah. You're yeah, even real people. One. The second thing is, um, I kind of glance read over this, but I, I like, I'm quite intrigued by the idea of the blog post. Is this guy that's uh, posted on Twitter today? He's uh, he does all his web hosting now through Dropbox and GitHub. All right, because okay. he um, just well, from cool skimming website. over it. That's a very cool website blog. Man. Yeah, he um, just got stung repeatedly by using like shared servers and things like that. So he decided to go and uh, try and experiment with this route, and it just it. It's quite a well-written article, but it's got pros and cons of the whole thing, so, so I'm it, not, not going to... With GitHub and stuff, isn't it like uh, static and you have to use Jekyll and... Yeah, you have to use it. Yeah, there are there are things that things that it doesn't support and stuff, but he says he's ma- managed to make it work for him, so I'd say give it a read and decide whether you think it might suit you or not. So, and the final one is, 
I've talked about like scroll bars before and using J scroll pane, which I'm sure is one yeah. of the ones that a lot of people have used. Mm-hmm. I've, I don't know. Sometimes I have inconsistent results with that. I don't know um, how kind of reliant it is on the CSS around it being absolutely spot on or whatever. But yesterday I found this one, which I've just put in the show notes. Perfect scroll. Well, this bar. has got to be work if it's perfect. You can't yeah. call something perfect if it doesn't work. It's it's absolutely spot on. It's a really small little repo that you can stick in there and. Uh, just literally call perfect scroll bar on, uh, say it's an unordered list or something like that. You just put a wrapping div on that. Ooh, yeah. Set a height. In- interestingly, you have to set overflow hidden rather than overflow auto on it. But that's it, huh. it says in the um, in the documentation. You know, it gives it gives it a few sort of configuration things that it needs. But it's uh, yeah, nice. Works really nicely. So it's got a great demo page as well. I really just yeah. I love these demo pages. There's one thing that kind of with the whole GitHub philosophy. You know, you kind of just have a git uh, like a github you know page that just says what it does simple yeah. example boom there we go because as devs we've got quite a short attention span this yeah, is cool exactly. you know this is it you know we we'll get the example and then we'll work out what we need to do with it afterwards yeah so um, if anyone out there has grappled with scroll bars like i have over the years then um give this a go this is certainly one that i'll be using from now on so sweet yes but thanks to jay scroll pain for for the memories <laughs> thank you for the memories <laughs> you're gone I found a new girl. She's perfect. <laughs> she's perfect scroll bar. And oh, she's dear. not as old. Yeah, <laughs> she's wait, not as the next one? She's absolutely friggin' amazing scroll bar. <laughs> yeah. I might write that one. God, you know, you're just on to the next, Lee, you know? When are you going to yeah. settle down, you player? <laughs> you scroll bar player. You scroll bar player. I just can't get enough. Oh, that's that, that's another t-shirt, by the way. Once, uh, once I've scrolled once, I'm on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> Keep scrolling onto the next. Keep scrolling. Scroll to the bottom of the water. Scroll scroll the, yeah. Scrolling to the bone. Oh dear. So yes, yeah, so I, I think that's all picks done for the week. Yeah, I think okay. it is. Are we ready oh, to kind yeah. of There's have a little link in there? Oh, thank you, sir. So, no are we ready to have a little bit of fun with some quizzing? Because I think we are. You know, I think that's kind of what the plan of this week was. Was um, we kind of get have a week out from like teaching, like or you know, kind of talking to anyone and you know all that stuff, and really just have a bit of fun with a quiz because. What, what the idea was, you know, we're all going to go for our questions. We have 10 each and hopefully, you know. <laughs> Some other... better than others. But, yep. you know, I mean. <laughs> One are pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way to big up your, way to big up your questions. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah. I actually so... started, yeah, I should probably say. I did steal some of mine from a, an online quiz, so I will put the the quiz in the show notes if anyone after, wants to go and do the whole yeah, quiz. After but, it, uh, it, after it, yeah, of course. Um, so I thought oh, what God. I could do is I could, um, you know, we I think maybe we all just, I mean, if each person when we're doing our round, we all tally up for that, you know, for that round, correlate them at the end. Whoever wins, uh, wins all the marbles, and they get to go home Boom. with marbles. Um, who wants to go first? That's that's so funny because I feel like I've lost my marbles. <laughs> but it's Okay, so who wants to go first? I will. I've got hey, one right, the way okay. there. So, rubbish. Lou, bring them on. Oh, God. I should say before I even start that trying to actually find 10 questions that I thought were actually good was not easy because, A, it wasn't easy All to I'm think up what kind of question. No, no, these aren't excuses. <laughs> and as a, as a disclaimer, I really apologise if any of the, uh, the information's out of date here. I've tried to find things that aren't deprecated. Nothing no, in can my be luck. as bad as Mickey's. I found the blog post randomly online that some weird <laughs> person made that says that like Yi is the most frame, like popular framework available in twenty yeah. fourteen or something. So I think you're all right there, man. First one. Can can you explain the differences between define and const? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just yeah. Fair enough. 
And I have I'm, I'm, I'm going to be saying that a lot this evening. Okay. So, uh, const is you use that in uh, the class, don't you? Like a class. Def- so in class is an object uh, in PHP. You can have a constant that then like is all caps and then you can't change the constant. I don't think you can change the constant. You shouldn't be able to change the constant. Uh, define is used. You can define, and I think that's global for like the whole of the application then can have it. But yeah. an object, but then a constant's only for that object. So you have to say like, you know, I call it like a static, you know, like cheese, colon, colon, type, and that could be a constant on that class. Yeah, basically, um, until PHP 5.3, const could not be used in the global scope. You could only use this from within a class. This should be used when you want to set some kind of constant option or setting that pertains to that class. Or maybe you want to create some kind of enum. Define can be used for the same purpose, but it can only be used in the global scope. So it should only be used for global settings that will affect the entire application. Question number two. So that's one to Ed. Okay. So in PHP, will a comparison of an integer 12 and a string 13 work in PHP? Oh. And why? Yes, because it's not a... What's the phrase they use? It's not a strong set. What's the, it's not strong set language, is it? Is it strong set? No, strong it's not type. strong set. That's the wrong strong. phrase. But strong type, yeah. Yeah, there we go. So, yes, it will work. Okay, Ed? Yes, it will, because it uses type juggling. Okay. I don't know what type juggling is, and I don't know so, what the thing Fraser said is, but the answer I have is, is yes, you're both right. 13 boom. and 12 can be compared since it casts everything to an integer. Yep, yeah, so it, it will cast, like, it will use the first thing saying, oh, we know you want to compare, and it will do juggling, so it will juggle the, the string into an integer and then do the comparison. Okay. How's about then, if, oh, no, yeah, if the string was 0, 1, 2, and you were comparing that to 12? 0, 1, 2. Because obviously you've got 12. the lead in 0, haven't uh, you? Um, it, would still, it would still kind of, really? I think it would go to 12, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think yeah, it, I, I think so. it will cut off. Or yeah. sometimes it's quite funny because then um, Java strongly types, strongly type. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no googling. No in, ja- googling. in Java, no, no. in JavaScript, you know when you do like pass in. Yeah. Uh, you pass in and you say like zero one. Yeah. It will actually bugger up because it will think that zero because a leading zero is actually called yep. in octal. So you have to take that it's be base ten. Yeah. It's one of those bugs in JavaScript. But anyway, go for it, Lou. Okay, question number three. What is the function func_numArgs used for? Number of arguments. To work out how many arguments are required in a function. Okay, Ed? Uh, is that, so that's used so you can grab all the, all the arguments for that function dynamically and that's like, what the, like in an array format. So you can like, you get like, because we're going to have very, very datic functions there soon, aren't we, that allow us to have like, oh, you know, all the, func- all, all the arguments here, just take them and put them into an array. Funk get um numargs. Oh no, funk numargs. Funk numargs. Ah, yeah. Uh, Damn it. Well, I got that wrong then. You might be I, too late. Yeah, I am too right. late with that one. You, you were right. Like, I think you were right about funk get args or call user yeah. funk array or whichever one no, that is. No. So uh, Fraser's actually taken the lead there. Oh, Fraser. Yes. Fraser. So I got it right then, did I? Oh no, hang on. You didn't get number one right, did you? Um, no, my, I didn't. My scoring system is, is appalling here. But so we're even Stevens, yeah. Two. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So number four. What is the main difference between include and require in terms of using them to get a file, obviously? Another really yeah. good question, can I say, by the way? Yeah, it is. Well, I've kind of gone, um, tried to find a few things that, you know, we all use these things, but do we actually know the difference? And I didn't. I must admit, I'd never really thought about it. 
I can't, yeah, I, I kind of assumed that include it would still carry on running the script if it didn't find the file, but require it. You can't keep running the script like it's it's just going to die there. Okay, Edward. That yeah, that's exactly it. So includes um, with include it like allows you then to include and if it doesn't find that script or it fails on that, it will still carry on. Require says you have to have it and it will produce an e an error notice or something. Fatal error. Fatal error. So yeah, that's it. yeah, I'll give you both your point there. Obviously, uh, yeah, um, require results in a fatal error and does not allow to continue the processing, whereas include will allow it to continue. Does it does include actually? So, uh, Send out an error because I don't know if I got that no, right. Then. It just, no, no, it just, yeah, it just ignores I think it. It's, I think it's a warning, but I'm not sure. It allows it to continue yep. anyway. It doesn't kill awesome. the page. So, okay, uh, this this is well, you may know the answer to this, but this is more like this one I found interesting. So, what are the functions in PHP which can compress and uncompress a string? Oh man! Oh, I think we've just this was a question or a similar question to this a few weeks ago. Well, so a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago. And I haven't got a clue. Yeah, we should have remembered um, these, shouldn't we? we <laughs> yeah. You both want to pass on that one? Oh, Compress. no, no. Uh, G-zip string. Fraser? I'd just say compress. You kind of got it right between you. <laughs> G-zip com- both, compress. G-compress. Well, G- G-z compress and G-z oh. uncompress. Ah, uh, and that you'd pass that as string and then it would just do funky stuff to put it into gzip it awesome. yeah yeah it's pretty good by the looks of it this is a good one i'd be amazed if either of you know the answer to it but it's a really interesting one to learn about if you don't what does the php function levenstein do i know this have you heard of is it? it an encryption thing no okay levenstein does it tell you how um similar a word is to another one you get yes. <laughs> really, it's only because yeah. I think I I did this on a quiz once. I, I found, yeah found this out tonight. I thought, well, that could you know, depending on the kind of application you're making, this could be really helpful. But basically, yeah, it's, do you ever need to find the need to determine how different or similar two words are? Levenstein is the function you need. This function can be super useful to track submitted typos. So if you've got string one carrot spelled C A R R O T, and string two carrot spelled C A R R R O T T. And then you just you call those two strings into the uh, Levenstein function, then it'll it'll give you an output of two, so it'll tell you there's two typos. I get I don't know if it tells you exactly. It's how, what much, it's are, how, it's how it many uh, characters, isn't it? That yeah, are how different. many characters are different, basically. So yeah. So I thought that'd be good. That's quite a useful one. I'd never heard of that before. So yeah, uh, I'm giving a point to Ed for that one, aren't I? Yep. Okay. So number what am I on seven? What does the function in PHP array column do? Ooh, this is Ben Ramsey, isn't it? This is Ben Ramsey. PHP array column. Stop typing it. <laughs> oh, no, I was getting my questions ready. Um, <laughs> that, that spookily have array column. No, I, I don't have the foggiest. Again, this isn't one that I've used, but this is one that I definitely will be using. Anyone passing? Anyone having a go? I can have a well, go. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll give it a go. Go on, you go first. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, so it's it's for, it new in PHP 5.5, isn't it? it yeah. Is, um, ben Ramsey made it. It's, the, it's like array pluck, like an Aravel, where you have uh, an array 
or you can actually have objects, I think, an array of objects, an array of uh, associative arrays. Um, and then you're able to say, look, give me this element out of it, and it will then return that. So you say, like, you have a, an, ob- uh, an array of users, and you say, just give me all their names, and it will just call yeah. and do it. So it's like you do an array map on it. And... Yeah, but do you, do you know about the third parameter? Oh, uh, this is really parameter. helpful. This could be good. Third parameter. You know what? I don't know. So if you basically say you've got ID, first name, and last name as you in your in your array, so you can go array column on that array and then say like first name to get those first names, and then if you pass ID as the second parameter, then it will sort them by the key of ID. No How way. useful is that? Oh, it will that's actually oh, really it will make the key cool. of it the ID. And the, then the, key the key will be it. Yeah. Oh, so the that's key. so awesome! Hash maps, I love you. Hash tables, yes. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah what Ed said. Uh, Okay, who's ready for a, for a bit of crazy jQuery action? Oh, here we go. Oh, this go is Fraser's thing. What? Okay, what does the dollar sign mean in jQuery? It is a shortcut for jQuery. Okay, Ed? Yeah, I think so. Shortcut for jQuery. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dollar sign is nothing but an <laughs> alias for jQuery, and jQuery can also be used as a keyword. Yeah. So you both got those right. Because you can okay. say jQuery no conflict, can't you? And then it won't override dollar. <sighs> yeah. All right, question nine. Oh, sorry. Mootles and... <laughs> and I'm not giving you... A, in fact, I'm deducting you a point for that. <laughs> for you're now psychic. one behind with, okay. with one question to go because Ed's just literally told question number nine. <laughs> Can you substitute the dollar for something else? <laughs> yes, using jQuery conflict. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Opening my big mouth. Jeez. Okay. Uh, is there any difference between body on load and the document ready function? Uh, yes, essentially two reasons. Do you mean window? I I use window on load, but yeah, document so. ready is when all the the HTML and the CSS and stuff has, for instance, loaded and all the scripts have loaded, and window load or body load or whatever waits for images to be loaded completely as well and other media and everything. So it's basically when everything's finished downloading, as opposed to when everything's every, everything is in place to get all the assets. I guess is document ready. Plus one okay. to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's yeah, that's pretty much it. There's um another another thing to point out is that window dot um window dot on load or body on load can only be called once, but you can call document ready as many times right. as you like. Uh-huh. Okay. But document ready is different from body unload function for two reasons. We can have more than one document ready function in a page where we can only have one body on load, which is what I just said. Document ready function is called as soon as the DOM is loaded, where body on load function is called when everything gets loaded on that page. So that, yeah, that includes DOM images and all the associated resources yep. of the page. So I didn't give Ed a chance to answer that, did I? Plus one to that. That was exactly what I was going to say. Well, yeah, yeah, you would say that. But this could this could be the difference between win or <laughs> loss for Fraser. So I've, really? got to make a, I've got to make a decision here. This is but in fairness, I can't, t- I can't take question nine. <laughs> I can't take the the conflict one because Ed answered that before you asked it, so I'm, I'm I'm happy to not take the point for that one. All right, well done, guys. the The final score is six four to Ed. Who's uh, going next? Can I go next? Oh God! Right. Okay. So they most of them are multiple choice. Okay. So uh, how many multiple? How many multiples? How many multiples? <laughs> uh, I don't know who wants to go first. Who wants to answer first? Or should I alternate between the between both of you? However you feel. Okay, I'll alternate. So. First number number one, first question. Who invented the Ruby programming language in nineteen ninety five? And you have four options. You have either Yurio and his name's Matt Matimusel or Matimato, this is how I, I completely butcher the name. James Gosling, Guario van 
Rusen or Baran Stropstrup. <laughs> yeah, Stropstrup. Yeah, that is actually his name. I really am sorry for the pronunciations on those names. Can I go first? You can indeed. It was the first one. Okay, and Lewis? I was really hoping one of the options was going to be something like Dr. Ruby. Benjamin yeah, Ruby. Do- Dr. Benjamin Ruby, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you think Ruby. that, wouldn't you? That they name it after themselves. Steve PHP, um, Dave <laughs> Tython, yeah. or uh, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you read them out again? Not the first That's one. Because okay. one of them one of them rang a bell, actually. James what Gosling, was... yeah, Guardio Van Rosum, or... James Gosling. James Gosling. Okay, yeah, so Fraser gets one point there. It's okay. Matt's. It's the uh, the Japanese guy. Um, so James Gosling, he invented Java, or he's the father of Java. Boom! I knew it was Japanese. Uh, Guardio Van Rossum uh, invented Python, and Baran Stropstrup invented C++. Okay, um, what does... Like, this is quite cool for PHP, and I've only found out about this extension today. And I was like, again, it's one of those things like you're thinking, I could use Phrase this. Me and you are definitely going to know about it then. <laughs> oh definitely yeah what does the c type php extension do and i'll give you a hint some of the functions that the c type php extension have is c type underscore alpha c type and c type is quite a okay c type digital or c type upper well the last time i checked does PHP it allow was you written to in b flat so now it's gone up syntax <laughs> is, is there a lag there is a bit of lag i think answered it exactly the same time then uh, so, so who, right, uh, Lewis. Yes. What's the answer for for C type PHP extension? I just gave a really, really funny answer, but I fear it was drowned out. But it may not have been. Uh, what were the options again? Sorry. So, well, no, there were no options. But the hint oh. for this was C type Alpha, C type Digital, and C type Upper are functions that it has. And Alpha, Digital, and Upper are hints on it. Oh, Digit. Sorry, yeah. Alpha, Digit, or Upper. Alpha digit or Alpha. I have no idea. I couldn't even guess that. Sorry. That's okay. And Fraser? Oh, it's, it's going to be a very poor stab, but I'm guessing that it will allow you to write in C syntax. Um, so the answer is... The... <laughs> that means no. <laughs> so yeah, the, fun- yeah. the function provided by this extension checks whether a character or string falls into a certain character class according to the current locale. So you could actually say, oh, oh, is this string alpha? Is this string digits? Or is this string upper? It's quite cool because, right. you know, we normally do like regular expressions and stuff for like checking if it's a number. Yep. Well, you could just do yep. digit, which is quite cool. C type oh, underscore boom. digit, which is quite nice. So it saves you having to give a nasty old... Uh, regex you know show because like beginners and stuff you know showing regex, regex is horrible which is it i mean you yeah. know like for, you know you're thinking like you know you don't want really to show that around so you could use this instead which is quite cool okay um, yep so we are currently That's still nil nil <laughs> uh well one nil to fraser oh god yeah okay right okay so um right so this is this is going to be a random one so what again this is another one that's like random what does rity of a function mean what does the irity of a function mean? How is it spelled? A R I I A R I T Y. The the scope. Fraser. Um, the scope. <laughs> so the, the answer is the number of arguments <laughs> or operands the function or operation accepts. So it's like you know the number because func num args. That's what I said earlier. I know you see exactly <laughs> irity and and for some reason they call it. You may hear yeah. that sometimes saying, "Oh, the irity of this function is two if it's like an add function." Um, like a nullary, this is quite funny. I googled this and I was like, these are just funny names. So, like a nullary function takes no arguments. So, whenever you want to be like a complete sad ass and go, oh well, that function's nullary, you know. Uh, whenever you're you like trying to show off in front of your mates, yeah, you, you know, know exactly. Yeah, at pub, you know. 
I, I bet I, that function's nullary. <laughs> a unary function takes one argument. A binary function takes two arguments. A ternary function takes three arguments. You know, like the ternary condition thing you have. You know, when yep. you have like that, yep. And then an nre function takes n arguments, which is just, you know, multiple ones. Okay. Okay. So, this okay. the next question is, what is the difference between plus plus i and i plus plus? And Fraser, you can go first. i plus plus I adds this. one to i, and plus plus i adds the value of i to itself. Lewis? Uh, I plus plus concatenates an integer, and the other way around concatenates a string. Um, so, um, no, it's not that, unfortunately. Oh. I, can, I can show you an article that so I, I plus, says completely so, so opposite plus, to what plus, I thought it did there. Plus, plus Was it written I, by a monkey? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> pl- uh, I plus plus is a post increment, whereas uh, plus plus I is a pre increment. So it's quite sneaky. So if you say I++, so it increments I's value by one after the operation is over. So say like you say like um, A equals I++. Yeah. yeah. Um, it will actually be the value of I before you do the plus plus. Whereas plus plus I is pre-increment um, and it actually increments the I value before the operation. So it will then use the plus plus. So you'll get the incremented and right. then it will assign it. Okay. Okay. I've read a dodgy article there then. <laughs> Um, this is a funny one. Okay, so what is the current latest release of Google Chrome? And I'll give you uh, I'll give you four right. Uh, yeah, I'll give you four bands. Right, it's either forty or greater, thirty-five to thirty-nine, thirty to thirty-four, or less than thirty. And these are the major version. And uh, Lou, you can go first. Thirty-five to forty. Okay, and Fraser. Less than 30. Okay, it is Lou. Lou's got that one. Oh. It is actually, this is the legit version of as of today. 36.0.1985.125. This is how incre- they increment loads quick. This is when auto updates go crazy. Okay, so we are one all on this. Um, this is a design pattern one. It's annoying because I thought Fred- Mickey was going to be here, but obviously, you know, because he was into his uh, design patterns. But uh, this is a multiple choice again. Um what does the composite design pattern do? Does it either compose objects into stru- uh, tree structures to represent part-whole hierarchies, uh, which lets the clients treat individual objects and compositions of uh, objects uniformly? Well, that's a mouthful. Or, Are we supposed to memorize that? This is it, right? That or, does it, <laughs> or does it decouple an abstraction from its implementation, allowing two to vary independently? Does it use sharing to support large numbers of similar objects efficiently, or does it provide a surrogate or placeholder for another object to control or access to it? I'm going to ask, does anyone want those read out again? Because I'm going to say decoupling. Uh, Which one would that be? That is, so that's the second one. And Fraser? I would say D. D, provide a surrogate. So actually, it's the first one. Um, The decouple one, decouple an abstraction from its implementation is actually a bridge. Uh, uh, use sharing to support large numbers of similar objects efficiently is flyweight because that's obviously a really good name for it uh, provide a surrogate or placeholder for another object to control access to as a proxy and then the comp- composite is to compose object into str- it sounds it's making it sound a lot more complicated than it is really the composite pattern describes that a group of objects is to be treated the same way as a single instance and one of the examples they give is the idea of like a graphics implementation and you have like an interface good old interfaces again lou and mm. it has like a print method um and the idea there is so you know like an eclipse or like a, a circle implements the print method and you know it will print out a circle 
but you can also have something called a composite graphic, which is like a, a boatload, like a couple of graphics in one. But that still implements the same interface as what a normal Eclipse does, but it actually has multiple in, in, uh, graphics. So okay. then it'll have multiples and you can say, so, you know, you call print like on the same, you know, as you would on just a single instance of one, but you can then have it for mo- multiple. This is a funny one. You brought a new, I stole this question, by the way. Sorry, guys. Uh, you brought a new 100 gigabyte drive, but Windows says you only have 93 gigabytes disk space left or or less. What happened to the miss, missing disk space? So it is because oh. of the calculation because it's 1024 per gig, isn't it? So it's basically saying, is that right? So you've got 1024 bytes per gig. Sorry, 1024. Yeah, 1024 bytes per kilo kilobyte and then 1024 kilobytes per megabyte 1024 megabytes per gigabyte and then there's something with the calculation there okay and luis i'm not a hardware guy at all i haven't got a clue i'm afraid that's all right well yeah so it is uh fraser you're right it's it was really weird so hard drive manufacturers uh they they do their things in the terms of decimal as we do it so they would say you know that a megabyte is a thousand or 1,000, uh, no, a million uh, bytes, one gigabyte, you know, and all that, et cetera, et cetera. But we actually think of it as in base two because we're programmers. So even though technically you're getting the same amount of space, it's quite interesting, this is one. So for each gigabyte advertised in base 10, you're actually receiving about 70 megabytes less, really. So, you know, people actually complain, and you see this sometimes in articles, like people saying, oh, you know, I bought a gigabyte, a terabyte hard drive, and I've only got 900 and something, you know, space free. What happened there? Yeah. I mean, but really, it's because for some reason, yeah, I don't know why they decided to do it in base 10. But yeah, they do it in base 10, but really we use base 2. So, as you like you were saying, you know, it's weird conversion thing. Um, This is a Git question. So, it's 2-1 okay. at the moment. What does Git cherry pick do? And I'll give you, I'll give you some options. Does it pick cherries from your Git tree? Because <laughs> obviously you need to pick cherries. Does it apply the changes introduced by some existing commits and apply those changes each, uh, each one introduced, recording a new commit for each? Does it forward port local commits to the updated upstream head? Does it join two or more development histories together? And Lewis, you can go first. It's got to be the second one. Okay. The, where it where it grabs the random things. Yeah, I can't okay. remember exactly what you said, but that was yeah, that's the one that sounded right. And Fraser, I was going to go for the second one as well. Um, am I allowed to go for the same one? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, um, you're both right. That's three okay. two. So yeah, so apply the changes introduced by some existing commits, and it applies the change each one introduces and records a new commit for each one. So I actually used this a couple of days ago. Where I was going to say that sounds messy and risky. To well, yes, yeah, so, so it's quite a cool. It was a bit weird the way I was doing it. So I, I had my commits and I'd committed it up, and then what I wanted to do was I wanted to keep one of my my first my top commit, my head commit, the one I've just done, but I wanted to do a rebase, which is kind of like merge all the other commits together. So the way I did it was kind of scary. I actually got the shah, you know, the idea of my kind of what that commit, my head commit was. I rolled back to say, oh, don't, you know, it doesn't exist anymore. Did my uh, git uh, rebase. So now they're all merged together. And then I did a git cherry pick to say, can you please add this to the top of it? So for a minute, it didn't exist, but then it did again, which is always nice. But yeah, it's quite fun. Well, you, you never, you won't get conflicts or anything. No, it will, it, it will solve, it, it will come up saying, look, mate, you've got a merge conflict here, but it shouldn't actually yeah. because. It, it implements in one after the other. So okay. it's actually doing that then that it's because with merges, it's that when you get the three uh, way merge where it goes, I don't know what's going on. And that's where you get your merges. 
Okay. Um, that's another thing, actually. Tower 2's out. The new... I don't know if you use Tower, Lou. Uh, I've used Tower online. briefly. Yeah, Tower's awesome. Tower 2 briefly. looks pretty interesting. It's got a weird UI, like a new kind of way of workflow, but definitely have to check that out. What so... does the HDMI 5 output element do? So there's an output element tag. And I had no idea it existed. My guess would be that it's something to do with audio. Okay, okay. Maybe. Um... I had no idea that this existed. It's crazy. Is is it the the format of an audio or something like that? So it's actually, it's really weird. It represents the result of a calculation or user action. So you could use it like, um, which is quite cool. So you know, like you do like, um, like, loan calculators and stuff in javascript yep. you know and what you would do is instead of like just having a div saying result you'd actually use this output element tag okay and then you're able then to say you know put it in there so it gives more context of what's actually happening there right so and this is the last one who is considered the world's first computer programmer and if you get this you are a computer history geek mahatma gandhi I like it. I like the name in. I've, gone, I've actually reversed your question and gone with who's the least likely person. <laughs> that was my thought process there. And Fraser. Abraham Lincoln. Abra- it's actually oh, Ada, Ada Love, uh, Lovelace, and she was a lady. And she was born in... Uh, she 18- was a lady. And she was a lady. <laughs> she 1815, a lady. and she died in 1852. Oh, so, so she didn't have long. She didn't have long, uh, but it, she was an English mathematician and writer, chiefly known for the work uh, for her work on Charles Babbage's early mechanical general-purpose computer, the analytical machine, or engine, sorry. Her notes on the a- engine, which is recognised as the first algorithm intended to be carried out by the machine. And w- the whole thing was that she actually was translating uh, this short article that was written in Italian uh, into English, and uh, Babbage then said, look, she understands the machine so well, and she ended up writing a lot more stuff. And then she was credited for yeah being the first person to write a computer program. So it's quite well cool. done, Ada. I know how, and and that's why the language is called named after. There's a language called Ada, named after her. So there you go. Boom. Well, these are going to be sort of front endy ones. Yeah, they're pretty much all front endy ones, apart from one. Yeah, there's only one non front endy one. And I have to say, uh, a lot of the questions. I say a lot of the questions. I say about half the questions I did in quotation marks borrow from uh, <laughs> <laughs> an online borrow, course. We'll put a link to that one in. It was. Let me try and just read out what it was anyway. It was actually, I can't tell you now anyway because yeah, but put it in the you'll, show uh, you'll find it. Okay, so kicking off, um, are CSS property names case sensitive? Oh, I hate you so much. Um, who, who's, who answers first? Um, let's go with you. I'm going to say no. Okay. Only because I think I've seen property, because I'm sure I've seen people do it uppercase, because some people are like, I prefer uppercase, it looks fancier. <laughs> yeah, I think no as well. Yeah, you are both correct, so mm. let me mark you one down for that. Uh, okay, so, another CSS one. Uh, does setting margin top and margin bottom have an effect on an inline element? <laughs> <laughs> so say you've got say you've got a span tag and so yeah, yeah you've got a, a block of text and you've got span cheese because you know you like cheese I do, and uh, yeah. and then you apply yeah with CSS you apply a margin top or a margin bottom. Um, what effect does it have? Can if I any? Can I just say by the way it was awesome that you found cheese in the uh, the, 
thinking back to last week's episode, the Echo Cheese. I thought that yes, was I found yeah, I found that in the project. I they, think there needs to be a Brett it up before you push anything, just to check to make sure we don't have our yeah. local like dev words in it, like developer debug <laughs> yeah. words. Yeah, um, the developer actually got in touch with us and said, "There's, there's an Echo Cheese in there for some reason." <laughs> it's exactly what it needs. Um, yeah, debug code. I, uh, Lou, do you want to go first? Is the question: Does it have an effect, or what is the effect that it has? Extra points if you can actually know because that just gives it away. Um, yeah, so there is. The, okay, right. So I've the question that is a little bit, little bit more questioning, and I can get this out. Yeah. Okay. The question, the question <laughs> is: Does setting margin top and bottom have an effect on an inline element? I'm going to say I, I, I've never experienced this, but I'm going to say yes, and it clears it to another line or something. Okay, Ed. I'm going to say no because I just want to be different. Yeah, Ed, you got it right. I threw you a little oh. curveball there. Oh, man. But you just... Oh, exactly, it was a curveball, man. You're mean, you're mean. That was genius. Unbelievable. Like, so to, all, these, all these years of trust built up, just oh, gone. No, it's just all out the window. <laughs> gone in a heartbeat. Like a snake. All right, okay. So, <laughs> if you have a paragraph element, a P element, with font size 10 rem, so that's the relative EMs, Will the text be responsive when the user resizes, strokes, dra- stroke, drags to the browser window? Is that e- uh, Is that the EM one? It's the REM one, so the, the relative EM. So REM what? or just EM? Yeah, REM, yeah. REM, wow. The band. Wee. Wee, good band, I like them. They are Quite indeed. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to uh, say no. And Lewis has scored. Yeah, because I, so I had, to, I had to, I've done that before, and I looked for ages trying to find a way of doing that, and I couldn't find it without just JavaScript. Just it? actually, <laughs> no, yeah. well, yeah, without media queries and stuff. So yeah, because the rem is is well, obviously it's relative, but it's based on your, I think it's your body, your body font uh, size. Boom. So yeah, it's, it doesn't matter if you resize your browser at all, or if you, yeah, if you drag the window. So. Let's have a look. True or false, the pseudo class checked will select inputs with type radio or checkbox, but not option elements. True. True. Yeah, because it's selected. You are both wrong. What? It's false. What? The, the question was maybe worded quite badly, to be honest with you. You're just mean. You are a snake. Um, yeah. You can't play with people like this, Fraser. I know. I think. It, I think it, honestly. I think it was just like yeah, another curveball with the way the question was worded. <laughs> but I stole that one as well. That was another stolen one. So uh, don't blame me. Blame okay. uh, this website that I'm not going to reveal to you now, but we will reveal in the show notes. Fine. For writing a crap quiz. Um, right. So, <laughs> in an HTML document, the pseudo class root always refers to the HTML um, uh, the HTML element. True or false? The pseudo element. The pseudo class root always refers to the HTML element. And that's in CSS. That is in HTML. In HTML root. There's a root. Oh, the HTML element. Yes. It always. Yes, true. Okay. And Lewis? I've never heard of it, but. Is it just the tag? It's the tag that you put in. You enclose all of the other tags in the element tag. I think I'm thinking. Don't give me any credit for this because I don't know. So go for it. I've not heard of that. That's obscure to me. So true or false? False. Okay. So 
Is that a curveball? Because it doesn't exist. <laughs> no, that yeah. wasn't a curveball. That was a, oh, that was a, a fastball, that one. So Ed got that right because it is true. And Lewis, I'm afraid, did not get that right because it was true still. Was it? Was Ed's explanation correct? Um, I don't actually know. I, that was another <laughs> one. <laughs> Oh, dear, I, I would have been quizzes. in the same boat as you if someone had asked <laughs> these, me that These question, listeners but... are really learning stuff tonight. But th- there's after this one um, are ones that I actually wrote myself, which is going to be Which means they're going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> which means <laughs> yeah. we're screwed. Right, okay, so this is the last one that I didn't write. Okay, so the translate function can move the position of an element on the z-axis, true or false, and that's CSS translate. False. True. And Ed is correct again. Is that three D translate? Sorry, we're lagging again. I said. I said. Lag. Lag. Very sneaky. Translates for two D stuff, isn't it? And then three D translate. Yeah. I think that. Okay. So moving on. Unless. Oh man, I hate you now. No, because you introduced me to Les, so you should know this. Oh, I like sass. I'm sassy. I'm a sass man. Okay, well, you could be knackered then. It, <laughs> <laughs> unless, this is a simple question anyway. This is like, this is less fundamental. 101. Right. Yeah, right. Unless, how do you declare a variable? False. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Lou, do you want to do it first? In sass, you can do it with a, no. Um, in, le- in the same way sass with a dollar sign? Is that your answer? Yeah. Ed? I'm going to say an at sign, because I, I think they want to be different. Ed is correct. Are they really? Ed I knew is. they want to be different. Why do they always want to be different? <sighs> well, wasn't Le- No, Les came around first, didn't it? <sighs> but Les is so I think more, it was yeah. Sass that wanted I to think, be different. Yeah. Yeah. It's like PHP, man. It's like PHP. The, the, the pink Sass website, isn't it? Have they, oh, they've got a new website <laughs> they now. They've got a new Sassy one now. Is it, still, is it pink still? I don't know. Because that was the reason that I didn't like Sass. I <laughs> know. It's sold around. on the website. Yeah, because it, it was a crap flight. It had a, a picture. Oh, it has changed. But it was like a lady with a dinner plate or something, wasn't it, on the, the previous <laughs> one, I think. I think she had like a phone or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Right. So. Lou, Lou looks uh, like he's dead. I don't know what he's doing there. See up his yeah. nose. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so what is the very latest version of PHP? Uh, which oh. has been released, and I'll give you a clue. It was released on the twenty fourth of July, which is six I upgraded days to this, and this is what the whole version. Right? Is it? Can I, can I get? Can I go with the first bit? I know. I know. It's can, it's something like five point six point zero oh, three or something like that. Is this like, like official release or is this beta release? Ooh. This is official release. Official. Yeah. Ah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I upgraded to this like a couple of days ago. Um, what did it say? Five point five point fifteen. Yeah, uh, I think I don't think I think it's five point five point. Oh, is it point thirteen? Is there a thirteen in there somewhere? Maybe that's it. Not sure. Number five point. It's definitely five point five point something. But it's the next bit. Five point five point what, Lewis? Well, rounded down. I'm the nearest. Well, you're not, because Ed got it on the nose. <laughs> it is 5.5.15, yeah. All right. Just insane. This is, this is not going well for me tonight. It's because I upgraded like a couple of days ago. Yeah, what a coincidence it's still, that is. Like, it's not, you, you just knew it. Closer, just 
quick update and then have have like all this stuff happen in the background to actually sit there and pay enough attention to it to realize well, that it's I, I like five, sometimes 15. i check the uh the, the diffs just to see like what they've been doing but yep. that's because it's been sad that's all right they change well, logs it obviously works because you know you, you win <laughs> the, the quiz for a quiz, quiz. It's all totally that hard <laughs> work's just literally paid off it isn't it yeah, yeah. exactly oh dear um, okay so question number nine this is another one i wrote myself like a boss uh, which of these is not an HTML5 element? Uh-oh. Is it off-topic? Is it data list? Is it fig caption? Or is it meter? I'm going to say meter. Uh, what was the first one again? First one was off-topic. Yeah, off-topic. That's my answer. Lewis has smashed Boom. that the park like a boss. Like a boss, man. What is meter then? What is that used for? I'm not actually sure. I actually just went through uh, That's a list crazy. of five That's to do with progress bars or something. Um, let's cool. have a look. Meter, Asia. I'm just kind of hoping this isn't my first attempt at putting one in to throw you off. Oh, no, it is something. Yeah, HTML5. There we go. Uh, let's have a look. It is to measure data within a given range. Uh, okay. Yeah, progress bars. Nice. Yeah. Boom. Okay, so... Uh, HTML5 has got everything. I know, it's amazing. It's the world. Right, so... Which of these is not a jQuery event? Uh, Resize, scroll, mouse move, or trigger? A jQuery function. Yeah, which of these is not a jQuery event? Is it resize, scroll, mouse move, or trigger? Mouse move for me. Resize. And Ed has smashed no, it no. out again. No. Do you remember your window? I, 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 with resize, I was like, oh, could you do window resize, don't yeah. you? To... Yeah, but you're talking about jQuery, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, no, of course. Yes. Yeah, you use it with that. Oh, my God. I'm. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, I normally, that actually surprised me that it had resize, because whenever I, whenever I want to monitor for some resize in the browser, I'll generally go for scroll, I think, because, yeah, it's... Scroll is triggered when when you resize the browser window as well. Ah, yeah, because yeah. he's kind of technically scrolling. Yeah, it's that, yeah. Means, yeah, repositioning I'm, the scroll bars. But yes, yeah, so that know. was a surprise to me. Damn, I should right, have got that. So scores from that round. Ed has scored seven, and Lewis has scored three. Fantastic. So I think don't don't all praise me at once, guys. I think we can safely say that Ed may have won the but competition. We've all learned something today because I know that meter now is a freaking yeah. That's crazy. Oh, we should do. We should all try. And, we should all try and do something by next week that actually incorporates that. Yeah, tag. we all have to in GitHub and you yeah. GitHub it, and we code. Yes. We like comment on each other's code, and we do yeah. unit testing, and we go boom. I like it. Boom. Absolutely. All right, let's do it. Right. So final scores. Then I guess you got sixteen. Did you add? I got. I think I got thirteen. It says, but I don't know. I will take sixteen. Yes, you did. No, sorry, my maths is bad. Yeah, because you got six against me and seven against Lewis, and then I got four. You got seven, I think. Four and seven. Did I get seven in total? Yeah, I think that's really poor, isn't it? So what did I get? You got five. Well, that's that's even worse. (laughs) (laughs) So Fraser, Fraser, thanks for that. No worries, man. It was good fun, but yeah. So we've still got ten questions left from uh, from Michael. Um, obviously, he's he wasn't here with us tonight, uh, so we will yeah, go through in possession next them. week. 
Yeah. I have oh. got them. Well, you're there oh, at the world, to be fair, them. we all got them, to be fair, so it doesn't have, really matter. Has anybody looked at them? No. no. I, I think really... I don't know whether to leave them for next week so we can uh, get I'll make a gentleman's and... agreement that I won't yeah. look at it. Yeah, I won't either. Because it's no lose. fun, is it? Okay. Otherwise, well, that is it. It's all about fun and Jump learning. back. Right, so yeah, there we go. Um, it's been so an awesome we, podcast, guys. It has been a good podcast. We've been going about an hour and 15, hour and yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, it's so, been uh, a good bit of material here. Absolutely, yeah. So just if anybody out there would like to send us emails or follow us on Twitter or send us tweets, we love hearing from you. Um, if anyone's got any topics of and what we'd like to talk about. rate us on iTunes because I think we need yes. to do that and say that because, yeah, please, please, please. Yes, that would be fantastic. If anybody, if anybody did fancy rating us on iTunes, we will give you a public thank you because yes. uh, yeah, we have three on yes, there. and. One was Justin, one was me, and we have yeah. one genuine one. Yeah, on we, there, we have so. the legit one. You can probably see the ones that Justin and Fraser. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you can buy t-shirts. We don't get any money for them. We just they're just there at shop. Oh, I'm going to make it shop dot three devs and maybe dot com. Yeah, um, I have and, one. It's amazing. Hey, thank you. I know. Awesome, aren't they? Way. They're um, really cool. And Lewis uh, said a couple of days ago on Twitter about Q and A. It'd be really cool, yeah, if we do get questions oh, yeah. and stuff to do another episode in Q and A and stuff. Yeah, because, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was yeah, a good episode. Well, it was nice having a like little t- chat about it and stuff, and hopefully we'll get on a couple more guests. Uh, so, I had a good through a good trawl through um through each show that we've done to look at the comments actually see if we'd missed any, but I think we I think you grabbed them all. I yep. couldn't see anything that that we didn't go through on the other one. Do you know what that means? Actually, I wasn't People there. need to comment more. <laughs> yes, comment and more. send us yeah, send us messages, send us emails. Um, send us pictures just whatever, yeah whatever videos yeah you know audio you know because we love hearing from you beautiful yeah. people our fans as you say yeah. oh, no, that millions was, that was, and millions that was horrendous. fans around that was the world the listeners yeah oh dear but anyway guys it's been an awesome podcast um i hope everything's all right with mickey um and yeah yeah, you yeah all a, the best mick yeah you could have a, a baby by this time next week so he could he could indeed we'll see um, baby bud junior baby yeah. bud junior oh dear it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting um but yeah uh been awesome guys and listeners we will see you next week and goodbye goodbye you've been listening to three devs and a maybe you can contact us at contact at three devs and a maybe dot com or follow us on twitter at the number three devs and a maybe